You are listening to Retro TV, a podcast about the wonderful world of nearly forgotten television. right there we know what show this is it's, we know it's the no love joking boat. around it's not just the love boat it is the third episode of the love boat yeah the third episode of season one of the love boat oh my god this is incredible um i love the love boat by the way welcome to retro tv my name is mark and i am on today with leah how are you doing Hi, Leah? great awesome I'm excited about this episode because I've never watched The Love Boat. I think when I was a kid, it might have been on in the background, but I've never sat and watched an episode. And I'm so sad that this has never been in my world before because I loved it so much. Now, here's one of the weird things and kept sticking in my head over and over again. And maybe it did the same thing with you. While, While I'm watching it over and over again, I realized that before all of this pandemic stuff was happening... You were on a cruise (laughs) right before. I was on a cruise. Um, When we docked back into Miami, uh, they shut down the border that day. No, well, when you left, we were all kind of like, oh, you know, everything's cool, you know. And when you came back, the world was different. That's true. It was a joke that but the week before when we got on the boat, I mean, that was the, that was the biggest joke of the cruise. I mean, Corona was the number one beer sold. Everyone was drinking <laughs> Corona and it was such a joke and all that. And we, yeah. we didn't know. We didn't know until about day three or four when we, we docked in one of the ports and actually had Internet access and found out that our world that we left behind will never be the same again. Like we couldn't believe it. We d- it still just trips me out. Well, I, just, I have one somewhat serious question. Um, yeah. Did everyone at that point, did they all look at each other and, and say to each other, maybe we should switch to whiskey sour from Corona? <laughs> no? <All right. laughs> no, but a lot of people left. A lot of people did not get back on. They had to get home to their families because good. Get kids- out of here. There's more crab legs for me. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, I am living it up. I don't want to go back to that crazy yeah, <laughs> war zone, whatever's going on right now. And that was the right so, choice. I think even in retrospect, you look back and you're like, yep, I made the right choice of not literally jumping ship. Yeah. And what's crazy, too, is we may not have, we may not have concerts for like the next few years. We and that whole concerts. entire cruise ship that I was on, I saw I saw a concert with big acts like two, three times a day. So, I mean, I got my fill in for the next two yeah. years. I'm good. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's also, that's a great point that you, you mentioned that um, you went on an 80s cruise and you saw so many cool things. And I, I remember being jealous at first and then I was excited for you. And then we recorded something right before you left. And I don't know. I just, I was like, you're going to go and have this great time because the world was getting a little bit wacky and you were going to have yeah. this thing. And I'm thinking, when you come back, it's probably be all over. But here we are. It's all right. Here we are. Day, what, 60-something? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, concerts will be back. Um, mark my words. Today is um, May something or another. 
Um, yeah. And we have Jones Beach Arena, right? We have, I don't know who owns it this, this week, but that's going to be wide open and being played. We have MSG. People are going to be performing there. I have no doubt in my mind that, you know, this is a minor setback, a major setback. But, I mean, it's um, in the big scheme of things, it's going to be a minor bump in the road. I really think that. Right. Anyway. Yeah. It's beside the point. Let's get on to the Pacific the Princess. <laughs> right. Um, so, The Love Boat, this uh, originally aired October 8th, 1977. And there are more stars in this episode than in a Betty Ford clinic. <laughs> that that was so exciting to me because when we first decided to do this episode, we based it off of Scott Bayo. Oh, of course, because we we base most things off of Scott Bayo. <laughs> we do. He's a weird dude. <laughs> yeah, Scott <laughs> Bayo. Well, Scott Bayo is was such a big part of what I remember as a kid. This guy was everywhere, right? He had Bugsy Malone, mm -hmm. Happy Days, he was Chachi, um, yeah. and he was Charles in Charge. I don't know what else he really did, to be honest with you. So Charles in Charge is my big thing. Mm -hmm. I loved Charles in Charge. So that's that's the Scott Bayo I know is Charles in Charge. But yeah, when I first, when I started watching this, I didn't I didn't watch the opening credits, and so I didn't know who all the stars were going to be. And I started watching it. I was like, "Oh my god, it's Richard Mulligan from Empty Nest! Oh my god, it's Mike Brady! I can't even believe I was so excited, Mike Brady!" And then Hot Lips Houlihan. Right, uh, you have Loretta. You have some of the biggest players of the '70s right here. You have Loretta Swit, Robert Reed, Scott Baio. Um, but then you get a little bit of a Little House in the Prairie edge, which oh wait, I'm sorry, I, I'm leaving out Christy McNichol, who was oh, legitimately my first crush. Oh, me too. Like for reals, <laughs> I, I I'm, the, I'm the straightest girl ever, but for some reason, I have always had a thing for her. She Little would darling. probably have a thing for you because, from what I understand, she's um she's a lesbian. So that's what <laughs> I I think she came out in like the early nineties. Right. Yeah. 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 It was. Yeah. I think it was late nineties. I did read an article. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. And but like, that's oh how my God. life is, by the way. No, like, I didn't even know. But yeah, I, uh, I just, I just always just loved her. She's just such a cutie pie. And then when she was on emptiness later on life, um, she's that she's the one that I followed on that show. Cause I loved her character. No, it's weird. So you have a lot of correlations and you have a lot of connection. You have Richard Mulligan and you have, um, Christy McNichol, of course, both part of empty nest. You have that kind of weird connection. Um, you have Loretta Swit and no one else, right? <laughs> I don't. Know. Right. Well, there's another. Um, there, there's there's several people from Little House on this episode. There two, there's, there's... from what I could tell. So there was Kezia. Yes, which um, I'm forgetting her real name in this, but um, I don't. Is it I Hermione? The... Yeah, Hermione um, Baddeley and Queenie Correct. Smith, who is Mrs. Uh, Whipple. Correct, but there was an episode. So the soldiers return was um, Mrs. Whipple and her son Richard Mulligan. Oh my God! How did I miss this connection? I would, I, I would have missed it, but I saw it on the. Um... <laughs> you did it. You, you made the trifecta. <laughs> I trivia. I saw it on the trivia. I was like, how did I not see that? <laughs> wow, that that's pretty awesome. Christy McNichol yeah. did not make her way into Walnut Grove, but um, yeah. she would have been a good one-off, you know. I would have enjoyed yeah. that. But yeah, I Absolutely. always I always liked the unattainable women um when I was younger. Um 
But yeah, I don't know why Chrissy McNichol, I could even watch it now. I could see why I, um, she was appealing to me. There was something more about like her sarcasm and everything. She was a really, really advanced actress, I think. Oh, she was. She was fantastic. Bayo too, but his he's kind of got this like little tiny body, his huge bobblehead. <laughs> he does, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, he grows into it, but um, yeah, he's only seventeen in this episode. Yeah, but you know, it's also weird. If you look at Scott Bayo today, right? He's in his fifties. He looks exactly like he does on the Love Boat when he's twelve. He really does. Yeah. It's just kind of hilarious, and he sounds exactly the same. He sounds the same. He kind of still has that squeaky voice. <laughs> it's very strange. It's like a very much like a Ralph Macchio type thing going on there. Oh, he is. Yeah. Um, I I don't remember who it was, but um, Chris Hassler and I were talking about who would have made a better or a different choice for Charles in charge, and it was it's really bothering me. I it has to, it'll click um, as we're talking, but. We came up with such a funny scenario that um, I have to throw your way to see what you think. But when when it kicks in, I'll let you know. Okay. Um, so we're we're boarding. We're, you know, this is how the love boat is. You never watch the love boat, right? I watch the love boat. So each episode, you get to see everybody getting out of their cabs, their border, their boarding, the this beautiful cruise ship, and this makes me want to go on a cruise. Not this one because this is a very outdated looking. On a cruise ship, and that pool could not be smaller. Oh my goodness! Right. Well, that's how they are, though. They are very small. Oh really? But there's usually like two or three pools on a boat, but they are they're they're tiny little pools. This is something. It didn't look clean to me. It just looked like <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Whenever I see cruise ships and they show the pools, it's always like pristine, and I'm thinking eh, it's a little green, it's a little it's the '70s. It's all right. Nobody's yeah. ju- nobody's judging but me. But you. It's but all right. Here's the music that we get right after the opening theme. And I just love this little thing. I'll play it for just a few seconds. This could be an episode of Heart to Heart or something. It, yeah, I love I love this era of the the TV music. I just love it. So good. Yes. And it's you know it's be it's not like somebody with their um synthesizer. It's like a full orchestra type of setting. It is, and it's all the same beat. Like you were saying, it, it, you you can hear this in different shows. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same composers, but they all have the same kind of beat to it. Yeah, it's kind of like they're session musicians, you know, they're just kind of Smoking and drinking all day, and this is what they do. Yeah, (laughs) you know, after they pull out some extra, like you know, um, some extra theme music for Little House, they go over to do the funky stuff that the Love Boat needs, and then they do some somber music for like maybe a Brady movie. Right, (laughs) it's like do Jan's theme. (laughs) Jan's theme. That's my favorite trend: is whenever they choose a character and write a theme for them. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do that. <laughs> I love it. I love it when they name it that, though. Mm-hmm. Leah's theme. <laughs> yeah. Mine would be happy and bubbly. Definitely. <laughs> right before the tragedy happens. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not too circusy though, but yeah. <laughs> my, my, my whole life, my whole um, theme song would be a lot like most horror movies in the beginning when everyone's so happy. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, and, the, and then yeah, when you least expect it, and then it just like turns sour on a dime. And the, yeah, the one guy like looks at you kind of strange in the supermarket. Like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here we go. We're we're boarding. Um, I I know that you did a little bit of research, uh, quite a bit of research on where they filmed this and how they filmed it, and I don't know why it didn't occur to me when I was a kid. But was this all on an act? This had to have been on a, a real cruise ship. Yeah, so I was so excited to hear about this. So, yeah, this was actually filmed on a cruise ship. They also did a sound stage, like when they did the cabins in the hallways and such. But they went on real cruises. And uh, But why, you know, it's weird. Why not just build the sound stage on the boat? Because I'm thinking, all right, if you're like, was it nine miles out? You don't even, if you're in well, international waters, it's almost like you don't have to pay taxes or anything. I, I think it's like a perfect idea for a film studio. Well, they made a lot of money doing this. Too this was a huge show. Yeah. So passengers paid thousands of dollars to be on this boat when it was filming. No. Like for, you, no I'm, are the extras actually like paying to be there? Paying to be there. For example, they did an episode where they went to Hong Kong. And people paid between three and eight thousand dollars a person, and that was in nineteen eighty three, to be on the boat while it was filming. I've never heard of this. This is incredible to me. And I saw this. I saw this in a few different websites, so I think it to be true. There's one scene at the end of the episode where um, Christy McNichol is sitting, standing next to this woman, and the woman's like all up in her business. And then Scott Bale walks into the car into the scene. The dude, yeah, I thought that was a dude at first. Maybe like, oh, it is, sick. you know. But yeah. um, we'll take a closer look. But I bet you that was an extra who's just kind of like being a creepo. Leave Christy McNichol alone. I know. Jeez, she's a child. <laughs> All right, so we're bored. That's incredible. Um, and that alone just makes it even better. It makes me want to look at all the people in the background. Oh, it definitely. Yeah, and what's cool, it's like, so all these actors were, they were also kind of on vacation while they were filming this, because most cruises, what, three, seven, you know, three, five, seven day cruise. Yeah. I don't know what these ones were. So I'm sure they still hit the ports and went on the islands. And What a yeah. good idea, though, if you really think about it. Um, this would be such a good idea for a show right now, because you go on there and you could film and do whatever you want. And yeah. it's. And you would bring on the actors that haven't been in TV shows for a while yeah. that you still adore. Yeah. Give them a little spot, you know, their, their old 15 minute spotlight again. You get like washed up rappers like um, Eminem and Vanilla Ice. And yeah, I'm putting them in the same category. And like they're walking down the aisle or something. They bump into each other. Yeah. It'd be kind of funny. <laughs> and they both like apologize because, you know. Right, and then for the they start their romance, <laughs> so <No. laughs> which we know is the reality in that situation. So we um, we're on the boat, we're boarding, and we're gonna just kind of meet some of the people who we we um, either love or hate in the next fifty minutes. By the way, this is eight minutes longer than your average one-hour sitcom. Isn't that kind of nuts? It's, they sell eight minutes. Uh, did I say eight hours? Eight minutes more commercials nowadays. Dang, yeah, that's all. Yeah, this, yeah, this is a fifty-minute episode. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, but you know, that's 
that is, um, let's say each commercial is 30 seconds. You're talking about 16 more commercials. And we're talking millions and millions of dollars. And yeah. for whatever reason, Hollywood is saying, we need a bailout. There you go. Hi, we're the Rixies. Welcome aboard. You're on the Fiesta deck, F-139. Go down through the main doors, down the companionway, and then aft. Thank you. Hi, kids. I'm the kid. She's in puberty. Isn't she a rock? Huh? Huh? So this is Christy McNichol being Christy McNichol. I think she grew up to be exactly this character that she is. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of tomboyish, kind of... Um, yep. Sweetheart, but a little smart assy. Yeah, like that's that's the um that's who we want to see. You know, she's very Peter Brady. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, she is. Maybe more Bobby Brady. Brady. Yeah, no Peter. Yeah, right? It's more of a Peter. Oh, you thing. got it. Oh yeah, cuz yeah, he's he's my love. Yeah. Um and we meet well, we'll meet Julie in a little bit, but um I, I have a lot of comments to make about her hair. <laughs> mm. <laughs> nice having you with us again. Bye-bye. Hello, welcome aboard, folks. Sweetie, if you're the official grand hammer on this tub, you must know where they keep the hoops. That's through the purses lobby and then go straight. Nothing closer. So that's Scott Bayo and I guess his grandmother, and that's Kezia from Little House on the Prairie. Yes, and she was obvious right away with that voice. I was like, oh my God, that's got to be her. So I had, I had didn't to know that she was in it. Right away. Um, when you chose this episode, I had no idea she was in this. It, I didn't know any of these people were in this. Like, this was the best surprise of the day. I feel like Little... Um, little I feel The Love Boat is maybe an untapped show. I think maybe there's so much hidden in these type of things. Even Robert Reed, we get to see him do so many things that you don't expect um, Mike Brady to do in uh, Oh, in yeah. Like, like, be angry and shoot guns. And oh, my God. cheats on his girlfriend. <laughs> Oh my gosh! With yes. Yeah, a lot of uh, morality issues going on in this particular episode. Not a lot, but um, there are some. No, there are definitely like the the boat, the the cruise director falling in love with one of the passengers. That's a big fat no no. Yeah, this is. Um... Does that happen in every episode? Like, is is Julie the? Because I don't know, but is Julie the one that falls in love with somebody every episode? I do not recall Julie okay. hooking up with people like this. It was okay. very strange. I'm going to actually play that scene where her and um, Gopher, I believe his name is. Okay. Who's not really in the episode much. You know, like the people who were such a big part of the show later on really are not forefront in this particular episode. Um, Gopher, <laughs> the um, Doc is a little bit in it. What? Yeah. The bartender guy, he's in yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they start introducing them. Granted, it's only the third episode of the first Yeah, they're, yeah they're still getting their, their legs, seeing see how this is the TV show is going to roll. So, yeah. But here they are. I think they're, they're, oh, sorry. No, you're good. I think they're predominantly showing the, the guest stars more uh, than the... Uh, that That's what's going to bring the ratings in is the guest stars, not the, the, you know, the regular people on the show. But as the yeah. show progresses they these people become stars in their own right so it's kind of a weird strange balance maybe that's one of the reasons why the show well i don't know the show did very very well for a very long time yeah over 250 episodes 
you know, this show is not on Prime that I could find. No, I had to find it off YouTube, but it, it looked like every episode was on YouTube. But here's the, I, yeah, right? The, every episode. But here's the question. Are there kind of legal reasons why the show isn't readily available everywhere? I don't know. I went, oh, that's a good like question. Arliss, Arliss is an example. Um, I never watched it, but Arliss was an HBO show. And it was about, it had so many stars and guest stars on it that, all of the rights were taken away from it. You cannot even find a bootleg of Arliss. Really? Because of the contracts between yeah. each individual guest star? Yeah. And yeah, it's but just, it became too expensive. Way, yeah, they're probably way more loose in the 70s, though. But that's a good question, why it's not streaming. I think if it was streaming, I think it would make a little bit of a comeback because it's so fun seeing all these, all these actors we grew up with. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And we see many of them in their heyday. Karen yes. Grassley is also in it, and Karen Grassley is in a nice one piece. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. And her hair is awful. This is, you know, the 70s were a time where hairstyles were very questionable, I think. Yes, I couldn't agree with I I, I agree with you. And the 80s. <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> easy. <So laughs> easy. Hold it on. Oh, okay. I know. I love the hairspray 80s, all right? <laughs> the Aquanet. The blue can. All right. So... <laughs> We're, we're checking in people. Um, there's not a computer in sight. There's barely um, a touchtone phone in sight. It's amazing. Yeah, you don't have to go through security in the 80s at all, or in the 70s. This is no, no, no. Not on the Pacific Princess. They, they pride themselves on what you can smuggle on. Yes. <laughs> the Ramirez family. See? It's a joke you couldn't even do today. You cannot... Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> and it's just a harmless, funny joke. There's a laugh track as well to this episode. Oh, I know about the laugh track too. Oh, what's that all so, about? So that caught me off guard. The laugh track, like it took me a long time to ignore the laugh track. Oh. So in 19, 1987, when the love boat went off the air, it was the last show of its kind to have a laugh track. When you hear laugh tracks now, it's all recorded with a live studio audience. All of the, you mean, so I'm going to just yeah. throw one out there. Like, um, I don't like very many more modern sitcoms. I'm going to say for the past 25 years, um, but like say King of Queens, which I think is a relatively well-written, um, stupid show. That laugh track is canned laughter and it's not pre-recorded or it is. It is, um, recorded with a live studio audience is from what I gather because mm. that's, and I don't know how long ago I, the article was written, but yeah, they said when the show went off the air, it was the last show of its kind. You mm. know, maybe that's something. Maybe what does that mean of its kind? You know, having an hour long comedy is also something that's not the most common thing that you'll see very, you know, these days. Right? No, I mean, not at all. Except for, a, what was it, Modern Family? Or is that only 30 minutes? That's no, 30 minutes. Oh, is it? Oh, it just seems really long. 22 okay. minutes, if you really think about it. That's why you can watch so many of these things. You know, you sit down for 30 minutes live and you can watch two episodes. But if you get rid of the commercials, you can, you know, watch almost three episodes in that same amount of time. Yeah, you really can. I hate commercials. Commercials. Are I, think that, I think that's why Hulu is so huge because we don't have to deal with the damn commercials. I'll pay 10 bucks a month to right. not deal with commercials. We do the same like thing. I Hulu Plus. Um, the only place where we see commercials um, is uh, YouTube. Yep, us too. 
And yeah, I did sign up for it. YouTube Red. Um, they had like a, th- a free three-month trial, right, where it's like no oh, commercials. Yeah. I always get the pop-up, and I always just ignore it, but maybe I should try it out. No, no, well, yeah, they had this three-month thing. I'm like, well, three months, it's free. I don't care. And I got to say um, it was really great <laughs> in the sense of no commercials. And, you know, having your children grow up in a world without commercials is really um, – it's kind of mind-boggling when you think about it. When you and I, I mean, think about all the commercials that we watched when we were kids. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them worked. A lot of them made us, you know, want to get the, um, well, as a boy, you know, you would get the, you know, I would want He-Man and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, and you probably, of course, played with Lightbrite. No, I'm kidding. But um, not, I'm sure you did. But I'm just saying, I, I um, you know, it just worked for boys and girls. Well, there, there's different ways to advertise towards children now. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, you're you're on any page on the internet, and you've got pop ups everywhere. So, and most kids don't watch TV. My kids do not watch TV at all. Everything yeah. is internet. Yeah, and you've cut the cord, right? Like you've we, we've cut the cord, but we've got the Hulu, the Prime, yeah. and Netflix. But and and they watch it off and on, and they'll watch a couple of Hulu episodes. But for the most part, it everything's YouTube. And yeah, I mean, that's exactly the same type of thing in my house. Um, we use the fire stick TVs. We've like, mm-hmm. we've one in like every, where there's a TV, we have a fire stick. And we literally watch YouTube like it's a channel. And it's, oh, it's yeah, really totally. crazy, right? Um, yeah, I've embraced it. It took me a while, but I finally have embraced subscribing to different programs on YouTube. And I will say, though, if I see one more commercial for... Um, Boy Scouts um, being diddled. <laughs> Have you been harmed? Call <laughs> us. You know, that type of thing. I'm going right. to lose my mind as a Boy Scout leader because <laughs> I feel like I'm really being targeted here. <laughs> They're trying to You're tell me something. Tar- you are being targeted because we don't have those commercials. <laughs> oh, God, we are being targeted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you're on the list. <laughs> you might well, now have- you are because you're talking to me. So. <laughs> I'll send you – you know what I'll do? This would be a good test. If I sent you an email of like, hey, why don't you have your kids look at this? You know, Actually, your kids were in Scouts. They, yeah, they were for a couple of years, yeah. Why did you leave? <laughs> no, I'm I left because I was I was a leader and I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. I did I didn't have time to do it, and then they were they weren't interested anymore. That's the thing. Some kids just grow out of it. Most kids grow out of it, and your kids are just what I would like to call smart <laughs> to run. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. We have Mr. Wright, ironically enough, um, coming up. Halfway decent joke, um, and this whole thing is very uncomfortable. She, you know, Julie. Julie is the cruise director who I think she's a beautiful woman, but this haircut is oh, she, beauty. But yeah, the, the bowl cut is hilarious. It's not even a bowl cut. It's there's like five different cuts going on there. You know who it looks like um, is the jinx. <laughs> she has the jinx's haircut from the Brady Bunch. Yes. Um, Bobby Frist, right? We just. <laughs> All right, here we go. Mr. Uh, gorgeous. Come on, gang. All aboard. Gorgeous. Mister. I don't see him. Oh, I do. Uh-huh. Hi, I'm Mr. Wright. That's what she thought the minute she saw you. <laughs> Jim Wright. Well, I'm Yeoman Purser Smith, and this is our cruise director, Julie. Julie. 
Julie. So she's enamored with this guy right away, a little too much. If you want, like, dial it back. Well, right. Look over the top. That's why I was wondering, does she do this in every episode to the handsome guy that walks through the door? I think she's constantly single. I'm not really sure okay. if this was like a um, an ongoing type of thing because they seem to get really close. And they're talking about eating breakfast together. So I think we know what that means. Um, I, you know, I definitely think they hooked up. Right? I no, mean, they did. No, they never did because I I had to watch a second time and they they never did. He um, fell asleep on their on their date and woke up the next morning and had breakfast. But no, they. I that might be for the love boat, but <laughs> you don't bring a um, a woman back to your huge room <laughs> um, on a cruise ship at two a.m. Um, with without intentions. Oh yeah, she was trying. Yeah, they were trying hard this entire time, and they knew each other for about eight hours. Four. Yeah, in a couple of days. Yeah, it's pretty kind of hilarious because they really the seem meantime, to be connected. Right, and in the meantime, isn't she supposed to be the cruise director? How, how does she have time to do all do all this um, love searching? Yeah, she's um, she's in the pool. <laughs> she's having drinks she's everywhere, but dinner. directing. <laughs> so shouldn't you be? I don't know, working. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she, she's mentoring Krista McNichol in her love life. Well, that's part of her job, isn't it? No, I'm I don't know. I guess. She's an advisor. Um, I think to today's standards, the Pacific Princess isn't as huge as these kind of enormous cruise ships. But it's really, it is still very, very big. Mm-hmm. Um, these rooms are, these cannot be real cruise rooms no these are not the ones that i've been in yeah these are these are decently sized rooms decent they're like three times the size of what i've from what i understand they are it's crazy um but yeah it's so maybe like they filmed the rooms um separately or maybe this was a custom built boat yeah that's the sound stage when they do the 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 rooms and like the hallways that's all sound stage just doesn't make sense <laughs> why wouldn't yeah. they just build it all on the boat and just do it there it just seems like think. it would make so much sense right can't quit <laughs> you can't leave you're stuck there yeah you gotta get it well done in five finish. days that type of thing yeah they don't seem to be going anywhere it seems to be a cruise to nowhere which is po- yeah, those but- exist yeah that one that was never announced it never they never said where they were going or and they never docked hmm I mean, in other ones they do, like you, you mentioned um, China, did you mention, that they go to? Um, I know they've gone to Alaska and they've gone on these things. I genuinely have no idea why they are not trying the love boat again. It just seems like a really great idea for a TV show. I know. I think we need to look into that. Yeah, we got to write those um, screenplays. <laughs> so there's a lot of bickering. There's a lot of... Um, we see just a lot of bickering. So I'm going to play um, the first level of bickering. Here we go. Here you go, Mrs. Larson. One pina colada. Thank you. I could really get hooked on these things. Yeah, but you got to watch them. One is delicious. Two are dangerous. And three will make you want to go bowling with your head. <laughs> I'll have another one. Oh. I'm a terrific bowler. First strike coming up. Oh. 
Boy, this beats Chicago in the winter. Dead Valley beats Chicago in the winter. I gotta get all my practice in. Why not? They've got everything else on this cruise ship. Why not a marriage counselor? It's so weird, right, to have that laugh track over the sound of the ocean. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it drove me crazy. Now here's another thing, is all of this stuff is um, recorded afterward. All of their dialogue had to have been recorded in a studio because it is, there's no way there's this much wind and they're getting actual recordings. No, especially with micro microphones and booms and everything. There, yeah. yeah, there's no way because sometimes it's always windy on the boat because you're moving and you're in the middle of the ocean. It's always windy. So, yeah, they yeah. had to have gone into a studio and recorded all of these as additional dialogue tracks. Mm-hmm. So and that's something we see on Little House in a Prairie very often where um, it just doesn't sound right. <laughs> like if they're in a windstorm and you can hear them perfectly. Yeah. Just run. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of time and money put into each one of these episodes. And the drink bill alone. <laughs> Those drinks oh, no, look kidding. pretty good. I can go for one of these um, drinkies right here. This isn't bad. It's only 11 oh, a.m. here. <laughs> yeah, and and Grandma, quote unquote, Kezia, was a drunk on this. She's oh, I all, it. so funny. She even put it in like her cereal or whatever she was drinking, eating out of a bowl. Hilarious. I thought that that was one of the funniest, most um, derelict things I've ever seen. <laughs> I know because she's trying she to be discreet about it, but was so not. <laughs> but that's the thing. But when you're on a cruise, you know, it's you just. Do it. I mean, from what I understand. You don't have to be discreet. Right. You're, Nobody's you're judging you. You don't have to be discreet. Yeah, because everybody's drinking, but that's probably what she does every day in her life, and so she just oh, has to be sneaky about it. Come on, Kezia. Straighten up. Yeah, you're going to end up in a house with no walls, woman. <laughs> that's true. So we have um, we have this weird love triangle of um, Loretta Swid, who plays uh, Terry Larson, um, Robert Reed is Barney and Richard Mulligan, who's Ron. I'm not going to really mention the, um, and the other lady. Yeah. I'm not going to mention Barney, the, the girl who's easily 12 years younger. <laughs> oh yeah. Who, who never learns about her husband's infidelity at the end, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, we, um, we have this weird triangle because uh, Terry and Barney went to a marriage counselor and that marriage counselor was Ron. So Ron kind of talked Terry into leaving Barney. And, and now married. they're married. <laughs> yeah, isn't that nice? It's, it's one of the, Come on, it was the 70s. Everybody's doing it. it it's just, um, it was a very modern thing, I think. And I, I found the Richard Mulligan and Robbery character to both be okay. Robbery's a little bitchy, a little bit complainy. But his baby blues um, sold me every time. They oh, don't. Like- they don't know they're all on the love boat though, until they're walking around, and Loretta Swift. I'm going to keep calling her Loretta Swift, but Terry oh, sees her husband. Houlihan. Yeah. What? I just keep calling her Hot Lips Houlihan from Mash. Yeah, and um, she she's just really at the top of her game here. Um, Mash it. Was MASH still on the air? Yeah, MASH was on the air until the early 80s. Yes. So she's a really hot actress at this point. She is. Hot lips. Um, <laughs> so 
we kind of get into this little triangle where we're all talking about um, avoiding each other. And we're not really sure what to do. Um, it's a really one of those situations where it's very uncomfortable, of course. Then we get to Christy McNichol, who has the feathered hair and the bangs and the parted hair. Uh, and she's she's like the ultimate 1980s looking kid, I think. 1980, you know, yep. right at that point. And she kind of has eyes immediately for Scott Bayo, which is his character is Graham Pickerel the second. Um, and here we go. We're gonna have a little bit of an introduction between Scott Bayo and Chrissy McNichol. My grandson. And these are my new poker buddies. Oh, you know what? I don't know your names. Kelly Rixie, and this is my sister Polly. Well, I gotta go. What in the world for, honey? You will never get the information out of me. Never! You hear? In spite of being stabbed 12 times. This is thing where he does this overdramatic thing when he gets um, uncomfortable, I guess. Yes, he calls himself the claw. <laughs> and it's and it was awkward at first. It's like, what the hell? But then he does it like three or four more times in the episode. It's like, oh, okay, that's like his little defense mechanism to yeah, he not have handle not it. It yeah. means, yeah, it's kind of like um, a boy punching a girl. It means he likes you. Um, yes. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes in this entire episode is seeing um, Mike Brady with a shotgun yes. <laughs> talking about how much he hates his ex-wife. <laughs> it's really funny. And um, I'm wondering if they have a ski ball, ski um, shooting on cruise ships. It just seems to be something that makes sense, but is also maybe dangerous. I don't well, know. Dangerous. They might have back in the day before security. Yeah. <sighs> God, I hate security. All right, here we go. Line up the shot, and as I pull the trigger, I think of my ex-wife. <laughs> Barney, I know sometimes when people get divorced, they have unhappy memories. Unhappier memories of an ingrown toenail. It doesn't always have to be like that, Barney, if you and I got married. Judy, there are two things I vowed I would never get into again. Edsel stock and marriage. <laughs> what she was like. I mean... She treated me like slime. Treated my friends worse. Worse than slime? Yeah, take Harry. The guy that works for the sanitation department? She wouldn't let him come in the house. I mean, she'd let him come in, but she wouldn't let him touch anything. You know what it's like to play poker with a guy who's standing up and wearing gloves? So his hair is crazy curly. I just noticed. Mm -hmm. Um, It was not a perm, apparently. This looks pretty natural to me. Yeah. Whoa. But, you know, he's such a complainer. It's like, what does this um, girl see in him? Money. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to put up with that. Uh, my my current boyfriend just bitching about his ex-wife over and over constantly and being, like, aggressive about it. He just won't get over it. Right. And he's shooting. He's, you know, it's um, it's a little pathetic. It's a little bit sad, but maybe this is kind of like the way people really are. I guess they just can't handle it. Um, here we get to um, one of the smaller pools, and Julie's just having a little bit of a dip. And apparently, in the past ten minutes, her and Mister Wright have really developed something together. And well, we've got a connection. We get a view up Jim's leg that I was 
kind of uncomfortable oh my about. Yes, I know. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bad angle. Back it up, dude. <laughs> Put the leg down. But yeah, he's wearing short shorts and tidy whities <laughs> Now listen, you. Huh? I know breakfast is not the most romantic meal of the day, but if I can't get to see you over martinis, at least I saw you over Rice Krispies. I thought it was very romantic, and I got to learn all these little intimate details about you. You like strawberries on your cereal, two sugars in your coffee. <laughs> You're not grumpy in the morning. How can anybody be grumpy around you? So we we're really kind of doing a little bit of bed talk here. Like we are planning for tomorrow morning. And yeah, she doesn't work. She has the day off. I guess so. That'd be the best job in the world right there. So apparently people love being, um, working on cruises. I don't, I don't think there's this much downtime though. No, there couldn't be. Like you're not on vacation. You are, you're at work. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we kind of go through a lot of, um, things, um, there's this ongoing thing with the 60 and over club that Mr. Wright runs and they're full of energy. And in that little group, if you look really closely, you see Mrs. Whipple. Yes. And I just thought that was so strange. Um, it's a weird little spot for her to pop into. She's not really much of a character, but she's in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't know she was in it until I IMDb'd because I w- then I was curious who I, all the guest stars were. I'll and be I honest, saw- I didn't either. I didn't recognize her. Yeah, and I had to go back, and then when I saw the the, the fun fact about her and Richard Mulligan, I was like, I never even knew that's who that was in this episode. <laughs> um, there seems to be still like this love triangle between Scott Bayo and Christy McNichol, and. You know, it's cute, I guess. You know, I wonder how often something like this will happen. You know, you go on a cruise with a young child and they meet somebody and it's like they never see them again, probably. Yeah. A little tragic. Yeah. And they're the only teenagers on board, so there isn't much for pickings. All right. (laughs) This would be the perfect comeback for The Love Boat is the episode one. You bring back Christy McNichol and Scott Baio. Go and, and all their kids. No, no, no. They oh, lost. No. They lost. They never communicated, and they're both divorced oh, now. And they both have kids. <laughs> oh, that's even better. Oh, they bump into each other on the boat. Oh my god, it oh, would just be hilarious. God. We can really write this show, Mark. <laughs> and they just—they're like, no. And it's like you know, because they both kind of look exactly the same, right? <laughs> Yeah, and oh, please, I hope she's still wearing that hippie shirt or the halter top. Right, she's like a total hippie still, and he's like, you know, kind of um, a failed actor. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's an actor because of his whole little The Claw character. I just would love that. You know, I, I think that would be right. so perfect. And, you know, they're both kind of like not super busy or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, that, there it is. That would be the fun part. And that would be the whole episode. Jeez, we really got to write this before somebody steals it from us. We're not yeah, before we, before we air this episode. <laughs> yes. So at the elevator, Robert Reed runs into his ex-wife. And this is for the first time they're communicating, not really communicating, more communicating at each other instead of um, with each other. Right. What are you doing on my ship? 
I'm taking a friend on a cruise. What are you doing on my ship? Having a very enjoyable trip with my second husband. A man, by the way, who makes you look like chopped liver. <laughs> you ought to meet my girlfriend. She's young and attractive. I saw her. How many years before she graduates high school? <laughs> she has a master's in anthropology. She's intelligent. And she's with you? <laughs> Couldn't you have taken the plane? Why couldn't you have used your broom? <laughs> this is just, it's so, it, they love each other. <laughs> it's like, these two need to get a room. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's some passion there still. It's heated passion. Yeah, I mean, probably we've all had relationships where um, you really kind of love to hate the person. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know I have. So th- it kind of was one of those things where it's like, um, it's just, I think this speaks to a lot of people who can look back and see the kind of struggles that you kind of go through. But they kind of keep going on. If you had any character, you'd get off this ship. What do you want me to do, jump overboard? Yeah. I'll throw you a rope, both ends. <laughs> Great joke. I love the one-liners. They're the best. I'll throw you a rope, both ends. Both ends. <laughs> it's like a Groucho Marx-like one-liner. Yeah. Um, I'd have to take this screenshot of um, Robert Reed's face because his response to that joke is like, what? Looks like he's about to sneeze. So, yeah, they're they're having a great time. They're kind of going to ruin it for everyone, right? Um, Let's see. We're going to go to Julie for some advice. Um, I found out her hair was even more not flattering at this point. Um, And I think she gave terrible advice. To Christy McNichol. Should I play this advice? Yeah, go for it. All right. Can I talk to you woman to woman? Absolutely. Well, I can't really talk to my father about something like this, so... Okay, shoot. You went through puberty, right? Yes, there's some people I know who think I'm still in it, but yes, I did. <laughs> and when it was over, did you know how to handle boys? That's a tough question, because there's some boys that you just sort of instinctively know how to handle, right? And there's some boys that you learn how to handle. And other boys you never figure out. Oh. That wasn't much help, was it? Well, what do you do with someone who's the most grown-up person in the world one minute, and the next minute he's acting like a six-year-old? Graham, huh? Yeah. So, so far, the advice, I think, is fine. You know, it's like she's not really saying much of anything, but um, I don't know. I, I question what she's about to share. Can't get him into a normal conversation. Well, there's one thing I learned about men, regardless of their age, and that is that they have one favorite topic, themselves. So the next chance you get, ask him a couple of questions about himself. Well, like what kind of questions? You know, what kind of car does he drive? What's he do for a living? Julie, he's only 12! <laughs> well, you know what I mean. You really think it'll work? Maybe it's not terrible advice, but I think what she's kind of, uh, she may as well say act stupid or something. <laughs> because, yeah, a little bit. You know, yeah. you have to work a little bit. And it's like, mm-hmm. eh, you're, you're a child. Relax. Um, it's like, you know what I mean. <laughs> you see what's working for me. <laughs> um, get a haircut like this. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be fine. <laughs> um, um, I could have sworn when they were walking, I saw a flash bulb, and I'm just kind of curious if um, I need to go back and like do that and see if that was the case because it seemed like they looked and then there was a flash, so it could have been a promo shot or 
Or one of the passengers going, oh, sweet, they're filming. It's Click. Christy McLickle. <laughs> that would be me. Yep, I would. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Yep, I would be stalking the crew the whole time. Uh, it seems like that's kind of what's going on. Everyone's, like, looking at them, which might be the case. It might be the reality because if you're on a cruise, you might always be looking at the cruise director as they walk by. You know, it's kind of um a frame of um, kind of like trying to get their attention. So maybe it's not right. totally weird. And when, and when I was on my cruise, um, like band members and MTV VJs were amongst us all the time. And that caught me off guard. I was mm. always looking out for them. And it was, it was just like, I always had to do a double take. Like, Oh my God, that's so-and-so or whatever. <laughs> you yeah. mean that homeless guy over there? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, no, but you know, it's also weird to see people out, you know, and it's, you know, one of those things where it's like, wow, you're a lot shorter than I thought or taller. Um, here's, um, here's the same advice being given from Doc, who I think there's a nice little joke at the end of this. He usually does. Oops. Okay, I'll try. Well, you see, there's this very attractive girl on board. Yeah, which one? <laughs> oh, you mean that little girl, Kelly? Huh? Yeah, right. Every time I see her, I feel like my brains fill out. I never know what to say. Hey, that's easy. Flatter her. There isn't a woman in the world who doesn't like to hear how nice she looks. You tell her how nice she looks. That's all I have to do? Take it from me. I've been very successful with women. I've been married four times. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like hilarious. And then after he said kind of like oh that did not come out right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um so there's a lot of little stuff all going on it's really just um it's hard to kind of gauge what the hell's going on here there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of things um i was going to play one of the weirdest things to say to a woman who's your boyfriend's ex-wife when you're living in her house, her old house. Terry, mm. I must tell you how great the house is. What house? I live with Barney. Oh, our house. I mean that house. <laughs> you have such super taste, I really hate to change anything. Especially in the dining room. All that wonderful marble and chrome and leather. What really makes that room for me is the black and white tile floor. Yes, it did. Did? Well, it started to buckle, so Barney replaced it with AstroTurf. <laughs> AstroTurf? In my dining room? That's very practical. You can hose it down. You can hose it down. And that, 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 that just cracked me up, because I don't know if that was like a little jab to Little Hot, or to um, the Brady Bunch, because that, be, they, have, right? they have AstroTurf in their backyard. It's like, oh my gosh, did you steal that from your other family's yard? But can you imagine saying that to somebody like, uh, I love your house. Like, oh, thanks for the house. You did a fabulous job. Yeah. Uh, and how does marble buckle? That's weird. <laughs> I guess it was the cheap marble. I don't cheap know. Cheap marble. <laughs> it was, yeah. And, Faux marble. Yeah. Um, so we have, there's a bunch of stuff that they kind of go on and on bad advice good advice we see scott bayo he has a zit and he's talking to kezia and kezia's like just shut up you're going on a date because you asked 
this cute little girl out and you guys are going to go and um, have martinis, I guess. You pretty much get whatever you want on a cruise. Um, At any age. (laughs) But, you know, we get to, like, probably, to me, one of the funniest little scenes in this. And this really embodies how, I think, strong of an actor both Christy McNichol and Scott Baio were at this age. They really, really deliver these lines so well. And I thought it was so funny and really just like, they got it. They understood. And if you look at them sitting there, they're like two little adults. They're not two 12 year olds. Yeah. I mean, Scott Baio might be 18 here for all I know. I'm not really sure. He's 17 and she's 15. <laughs> they must be 12. Can you imagine? And they don't even look 12. Why? How come they didn't make their age? At least in their teens. I think it was supposed to be more innocent. You know, this is before, like, they realized that they could sneak away and hook up, like, um, like that slut that works on the cruise ship. (laughs) (laughs) Slut Julie. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, but, um, he's going to make a few comments and he's going to take Doc's advice here, um, a little too to the heart. So it's very funny, I think. Hawthorne. You look very nice tonight. Thank you. Um. Do you like sports? Yes. (laughs) You look very nice tonight. Thank you. What's your favorite subject in school? Public speaking. <laughs> you look very nice tonight. What he says the third time, it's so funny. It's like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> the whole thing is very funny. I'm going to play the rest of the scene. I just think it's all like really, really good. And her facial expressions are really so spot on. She's like the perfect straight woman. It's, it's so good. That music, geez. It's like, I feel like they're in a um, a speakeasy or something. (laughs) What's going on back there? He he goes to get up and um, he bumps into, I forget his name, from, um, and knocks a bowl of popcorn all over him. Yeah, well, that's cool, man. That's cool. Listen, it's a lucky thing I saved that Kleenex you gave me. Why don't you tell him how nice he looks tonight? <laughs> so that was a nice little job. I forgot to mention <laughs> when they when he had seated them originally, he went to go tip him, and he puts a tissue in his hand. Oh, is that what the tissue thing was? Okay. Yeah, that, makes, that makes so much more sense now. I didn't catch that. Because then he goes, oh, I think I have a dollar here somewhere. Uh, <laughs> This is so funny. But, you know, he's trying to do that cool move, and um, it just kind of. um... So, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, love is, um, it's a fickle thing. It's a pretty accurate first date, like, very very first for anybody date. There's a lot of filler in this episode. I mean, well, with really any episode, we're developing 
so many characters in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, we have Richard Mulligan, Mr. Brady, and this girl um, all sitting around ordering whiskey sours. They all end up ordering the same thing. I thought that Richard Mulligan was going to end up with this girl. Did you think that? Well, I I did more so than Hot Lips and Mr. Brady. I really thought that as well. And, and they, they kept pushing the, the, the ex-spouses kind of kept pushing those two together. Yeah. And um, so they're waiting and waiting, and waiting for Hot Lips. And they're like, Mr. Brady goes, look, you guys go play bingo or Marjan or whatever it is. And I will wait here for her. And I'm going to go hook up with my right. ex-wife. So after nope. three whiskey sours, he gets a different idea. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and he goes up to her room where she's just staring at herself in the mirror. Yeah. Who is it? Peter Rabbit. <laughs> I'm Barney. And all of a sudden, they're best friends. It's weird. They were all like fun-loving. You haven't changed. Right on time. 30 minutes late. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. Sometimes I think my head's in a different time zone from the rest of the world. Uh-oh. Oh. Boy. It was worth the wait. This old thing? Um, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> um, she's wearing, like, one of these kind of sundresses. Um, they're kind of matching a little bit. <laughs> it's kind yeah, of... Um, he's wearing um, kind of a lounge jacket <clears throat> that she had bought him. And they're talking about when times were good, because I think we get to learn that they are best when they focus on just their physical passion with each other. They're not really great at being in a relationship with each other. And that's just the way some relationships go, um, which I think is a halfway decent um, a mature way of looking at this episode, which I thought was kind of strange, you know? Mm -hmm. Although I, I think that it's um, a little skeevy. <laughs> it's... I didn't like them hooking up, but that, that bothered me, but that, that, that's just my own personal thing, I guess. No, Especially, I think you're like, spot on with that. And they were gone for an hour at no point at all. Were they concerned that he would, he could have walked in and seen everything an hour. He's been gone. He's yeah. got to get to the room. Um, it, it's very strange. It's very, um, it's just really nasty. I think it, it's really, yeah. um, it's, it's really not showing any respect for the other people in the relationship or, um, you know, it's just the whole thing really didn't sit well with me either. Yeah. Um, and the whole purpose behind it, after it was over, she realizes what didn't work with their relationship. She refers it, it, to it, it as leftover passion. passion. Yeah, it, it took infidelity to realize that. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, the two characters are very immature. And we also don't know how long they've been divorced. But it has to be somewhat of a decent amount of time being that she's remarried so quickly. Well, yes. maybe not quickly, but, um, but yeah, I mean, maybe this was supposed to be like a last tryst and then they would just go their separate ways, which is what we're supposed to assume. It just seems it really makes the Robert Reed character real skeevy because even though hot lips, um, 
looks like she's about to flat out tell um, Mulligan. It's she kind of doesn't. She alludes to it and he kind of gets it, I think. Yeah, like I think he knows, but doesn't want to know. Like better things are left. It's better things left unsaid. And I will say this is a scenario where if I was in a relationship with someone and this happened, I guess I would kind of understand it. Right. You've had this like really, really turbulent past. You're now, you know, you're going through all these like emotions. And if it is a relatively new thing, I would understand it. But to a point, it's just, they seem like they understand it a little too well. Yeah. Well, now the, now the new spouses don't have to worry about them bitching about their, the, the old marriage. So I disagree though. I, I think they'll still bicker. For, forever so, they'll yeah. bicker. <laughs> so we have um here we have a romantic moment with two um preteens who are really teens. Yeah, by the You were both nervous. If this was shot today, the first thing he would say is, I'm king of the world. Speak <laughs> <laughs> And I think every girl I knew back then had this exact um, top that she's wearing, the rainbow top. I'm sure you I, had one. I know I did. And it's <laughs> a weird, like, like towel, like handcloth material almost. <laughs> and I'm but absolutely yeah, sure okay. I had this Adidas jacket that he has on. Oh, my God. My son has the, the pants and that jacket still. I was like, wow, some fashion trends don't change. Yeah. So Kristen Mc- actually had a clothesline of halter tops. Oh my God, really? Yes. And so at the beginning of her career, there was a couple TV shows that she was on that she would always wear the halter tops to promote her her line. I don't know if this was one of them, but that's what I had read. I bet you, um, I bet it wouldn't be too hard to find those ads. So I'm going to dig around. But it's like, to me, this really reeks of late 70s type of, um, you know, bathing suit type of um, wear. Yourself. Who gave the waiter a piece of Kleenex, huh? <laughs> I just noticed. He's wearing a gold chain, too. Can he be more of a Brooklynite? Did, yeah, did it have that little Italian horn thing hanging <laughs> off of it? I had yeah. one of those. It was oh. given to me as a gift. I never wore it. <laughs> yeah, I was given a lot of these... Um, types of things when I was young. <laughs> things that I um, happily, you know, either gifted to other people or um, inconveniently lost. Yeah, you have still somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not a necklace kind of guy. I'm not, um, oof. But he's dressed up essentially like one of the Beastie Boys. <laughs> the gold yes. chain. You know, I think, what? I think I, uh, yeah. Do you ever kiss anybody before? Have you? No. Just my grandma. <laughs> so they, they kiss, and it would have almost been funny if he vomited, but I guess they're really going for, like, a sweet moment here. It was a sweet moment. The, the sunset is in the background yes. and the wind's blowing and it's a simple, tiny little pet kiss. It was so cute. Well, it's not so innocent because if you look right before they kiss, Scapio licks his lips. 
it's just one does, of the. Does he really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he really gets ready to you know get in there, and uh, yeah. it's very funny. Mister Wright is probably the biggest complainer on the boat next to um, Mister Brady. Um, this guy is being blocked from having any attention from Julie constantly. Yeah. Um, and he wears three piece suits everywhere. <laughs> unless, unless he's at the pool where he, Oh yeah. Either that or the, the tight, tight white shorts. <laughs> oh God. It's like, you're making me uncomfortable, buddy. So, um, <laughs> like, sit up. Jeez. All right. So here we, um, he comes and he's supposed to have dinner with Julie because Julie seems to be 80% on vacation. She is. I haven't seen her work yet. In the beginning, she checked people in. And then when she was giving the advice, remember? People, correct. She, she was on her way to dinner, prob- to change for dinner. But she's she's always wearing these really nice outfits. And, you know, it's one of these things. Hmm? Fancy. Hey, dinner was great. I haven't eaten alone since yesterday. I'm sorry. I really am. But the gang got me involved in a marathon ping pong tournament. Oh, how'd you do? How oh, else? I lost. Ten games, six pounds. Oh. Wow. So <laughs> Julie is practically going to say to Mr. Wright, look, there's a lot of guys on this boat who would be more than happy to spend time with me, um, even with this haircut. So it's it just seems weird to me, this whole, like, trying really hard for this relationship. Um, we don't know what time it is, but Jim comes to her room, but it seems to be very late that same night. And she's kind of, she has a large room too. She's, you know. Her room, beautiful. Her room reminds me a little bit of the Three's Company house. I was going to say the exact really? same thing. Oh, oh no, seriously. It is the Three's Company house yeah. for sure. She's got the liquor out. She's got the um, the white um, shelving with the plant. She's really, she's moved in. She lives on this well, boat. She does live on the boat. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, and also, they mentioned Shalimar earlier when Mr. Brady was seducing his ex-wife. And Shalimar is one of these things. I don't, it's one of those perfumes that I really think of um, when when the 70s are brought up. I don't know okay. why. The name Never of it. Um, I just know the name. I, my mom might have worn it. I don't know. But I looked it up, and it's still very relatively expensive. It's a, um, a little over $100 a bottle. And um, it's really a, a more of a high-end type of thing, um, maybe for old ladies now. <laughs> it's like an old, yeah. Maybe it's old yeah. lady scent. Yeah, it's probably the smell I smell when I, yeah. And I'm looking at her little um, makeup table, her desk, and it looks like that might be a bottle of Shalimar right there, but it looks empty. But, All right. But here we go. Or, or maybe it's Jean Nate. I'm thinking of like 1970s um, toilet waters. Or lemon verbena. Who knows? Maybe. You know that I, Sorry. You know, I realized she has the Dorothy Hamill haircut, but I don't know if Dor- Dorothy Hamill was a thing yet. Yes, Dorothy Hamill was even on the love boat. Oh, I'm sure she had to have been. But yeah, that's the haircut she has. She's got Dorothy Hamill's haircut. We need to look up a Dorothy Hamill episode and see if you can even tell the difference between Dorothy Hamill and Julie. 
I wonder if they become best friends. <laughs> they, you know what? Maybe they have a singing routine where they both dress up exactly the same. Twinsies. <laughs> but she would just look. I, I hate to give people fashion advice or anything like that. It's just if she had a normal haircut, she, I don't know. Maybe they did that on purpose. <laughs> maybe it was just a cut but maybe for the time. Was normal for 1977. Yeah. Maybe that was a hot look. It was the Rachel. Not working for your girlfriend. <laughs> It's the Rachel. I don't feel terrible. I feel miserable. This guy guy comes with a lot of baggage, right? Oh, good Lord. Yes. Just just leave. Like, seriously? Like, the doc is coming. (laughs) 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 If he takes off his glasses, you know, everything will be okay. Come cheer me up. Let me fix you a drink first, okay? It's pretty presumptuous, Good. too. Good. He, like, just walks in and sits down. It's like, you know, she works here, but she doesn't work for you, buddy. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's weird. Her room has, like, these kind of chairs that maybe you'd find on a sun porch in the south. Yeah. They're not, they're not the wicker chairs, are they? I'm trying to look back. I don't know if those are wicker, but they are like macrame, 41.45. Well, about 41 minutes in. You're probably watching a different copy. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at 41.30 right now. So. But yeah, you see, like, it's very strange. Um, but she's ready to entertain. Ready. She has a lot of plants, actually. Would you believe that they're still down there dancing? And the band left an hour ago? <laughs> So she makes them drinks. She's still trying. She's like, look, we're, we're, this is over tomorrow, and I'm dressed for success here. So she's ready yeah. to. She's got minty colored dress on. She's ready. You know, I like the dress. I think um, I, I would too. call it sage green. <laughs> as, a, as a graphic designer, I can't just call things green. But mint, I guess, is also very close. But I would still call it sage green. But we, um, she makes him a drink, turns to him, and... Jim? Jim? He's asleep. Oh, my God. Those old people wore him out. She gives a look to the camera in in kind of um, a Jim Halpert fashion from the office. And it was one of those things where it would have been a good opportunity... Where she just downed both drinks and goes, well, I'm not driving, <laughs> you know, or something like that. But no, yeah. she just takes a sip of one and we cut to well, the... Well, she cheers. Yeah, she cheers herself, though. But yeah, she she should have just yeah, she cheered shot, herself. It, shot it down. <laughs> Is there anything more sad than cheering yourself? <laughs> oh, man. So it's the next day. They are going to the port. And Jim just, you know, at this point... Jim should just hit the breakfast buffet and leave everyone alone, right? But no. Uh-huh. He has to bother Julie more. It's like security is going to be called in at this point. In about 30 minutes, this cruise is going to be over. How would you describe this whirlwind romance? <laughs> kind of mm. like ships that pass in the night. More like ships that pass out in the night. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. Because what you did is kind of a dick move. <laughs> 
thing. It was. If you were that tired, you should have just canceled. Go to your own room. How about that? <laughs> Doc's <Yeah>. coming. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other guy. Um, so it, it's just one of those things where I also got the impression that there is a lot of hooking up on cruise ships. And I think there's a fact to that. Um, I couldn't imagine what was going on behind the scenes on your 80s cruise. But um, it's, a, it's a wild party at sea. And, you know, there's just a ton of, um, it's like a 24-hour party. So it, oh, yeah. it's bound to happen. Um, we're talking to the old people. Old people are, like, basically saying sorry. You know, it's the end of the cruise, but we're really sorry that we ruined the whole cruise for you. Yeah, sorry, sorry for being a cock block. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's, yeah, that's exactly what they did. Um, and there was a, one scene I kind of jumped over where Christy McNichols tells Scott Bayo that I love you, and he doesn't respond. He goes into the character. He goes back into the claw. It's like, God, this kid. <clears throat> Which is probably the most honest thing of the entire episode. <laughs> it's just the way guys can be. Dopey. Especially if he's only supposed to be 12. That makes sense for a 12-year-old to do something weird like that. Now, when you are coming into port, are people standing on the deck watching coming into port? Or are you kind of like stressed out because you have 10 more minutes oh. to finish packing? No, so you have to be packed the night before oh. and everything. Oh, but so no, maybe you would be doing that. You're still, no, you're still stressed out making sure you've got it, you know, everything, you know, all your personal stuff. No, you're not waving back to you wave whoever. when you leave right you're like you wave yeah. when you leave no but but by the by the time you're done with the cruise you're you're over it yeah. you look like shit you're sunburnt you're <laughs> dirty you're hungover from the first day still yeah <laughs> but um here here's christy mcnichol and julie hanging out at the top of the deck and they're playing that music which means we're coming we're coming in well, Kelly, how'd everything work out? Well, I guess he's just one of those guys you never quite figure out. Kelly! Hey, Kelly! That thing you said you do? Well, I do, too. I really do. Scott Bayo must wear, I don't know, 16 pairs of white pants in this episode. The white pants, yeah. <laughs> that was the thing of the 70s. You know. Well, yeah, and I think that's classic for being on like a boat, anyway, right? You wear their white pants in your boat. Oh, shoes that's totally and, true. You're absolutely right. In your polo. Um, Scott Bayo is dressed probably as well as you can expect any kind of Sears model to be. <laughs> well, he isn't he like somebody like the third though? Isn't he supposed to have some money? Well, yeah, I, I would think so. Anyway, I kind of got that impression from Kezia, and. Yeah. You know what there is? There's a lot of white and there's a lot of blue. Everybody, the, the whole show, that's what the entire episode is. I don't recall well, seeing one red anywhere. That's nautical colors, though, blue and white. It's what? The nautical colors, like... Oh, nautical. You know, I thought you said not cool. I'm like, what? It, it's totally not cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but you're right. You're absolutely, I'm, I'm wondering if they do this, if this is an ongoing trend. But I don't recall there being one time where I saw red or um, a bright green. We saw, of course, Julie's green, but I don't know. Yeah. I would just be kind of interested to see. I think you maybe Charo, because I think Charo makes an appearance on this show quite often. I'm sure she's pretty <laughs> vibrant. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they probably make her pop 
You know, yes. Um, so we're outside. We're all shaking hands. We're all saying goodbye. Um, and we have the Mike Brady and the Mulligans. <laughs> and now, if you're getting married to somebody, right, and you're in front of somebody you care about, don't you kind of talk about it like you're pride about it? You don't make a joke, like a snide remark about it. It just doesn't not, seem nice. Unless you're really not happy, yeah. <laughs> and at this point, we were led to believe that Richard Mulligan knows about something happened. Maybe he doesn't know exactly what happened, but something happened between these two. But you know what? We're going to just move on because we, we have mm -hmm. a strong relationship. They seem to love each other. Let's just move on. Um. The young girl and Mike Brady, we are, I think, led to believe he is going to take this to his grave, right? Oh. He'll always be in love with his ex-wife. And um, I think it's almost like she's over him, right? Like, that really was the final hurrah. And he's like, well, I'm going to stalk you. Yeah, yeah. Now now's a whole new phase of their relationship. You'd make yeah. a good stalker, I think, like if they were to make a movie about that. Not anymore, of course, but they missed their yeah. point. But um, they're saying their goodbyes here. Won that bingo game. Yeah, I think that little old lady rigged it. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ron, I got to tell you something. You're not a bad guy. I mean, you're a lousy marriage counselor, but you're not a bad guy. <laughs> so Judy and I never have to do business with you. Are you getting married? Yeah, I need a tax break. I just think it's such um, it's cute, it's funny, I guess, but it's one of those things where it's like you're already starting this relationship as an asshole. Uh huh. Yeah. Make believe you're happy. How about that? I love her. Congratulations and good luck. Thanks. Oh, we ought to get going. When he's like, "I love her," you may as well just say, "She's pregnant." <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> I kind of got it now. Yeah, it's like I kind of have to do it. It's 1977. People expect it of me. Um, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it's it's just one of those things. Loretta Sweet actually has a really a really great outfit on here. Um, I just noticed she's wearing all like kind of earth tones, like very light, 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 like kind of vanilla color, and um, she has her pearls on. Um, I don't know much about Loretta Sweet. Um, I've read about her in books, and she definitely led a crazy life. I'm in Hollywood, and of course we know her from MASH, but I don't know. I, I think she's a pretty solid character. I know she did some stuff in the 80s that was a little bit more dramatic. I don't know much about her. I don't either. I did not do an IMDb on her. I just know her from MASH. Um, I was her for Halloween when I was in sixth grade. Were you really? I was. I was hot, you were I was hot, hot lips. lips. I would call it, yeah, I'm going to have to have my mom find the picture. Oh my God, you have to. <laughs> I now, will. It's funny because I'm looking at it. Did you have the bangs? <laughs> I, I don't. Oh, I don't know if I had the bangs in sixth grade. I don't remember. Well, it was it was the seventies. No, it was eighties. It was eighties for me, about nineteen eighty six. There you go. But um, I don't know. I, I yeah, I would definitely love to see that. I think that would be really great. She's still alive. Um, for whatever reason, I thought she had passed away, but she's still no, around. She's no, I heard her on a podcast recently. Alan Alda has a podcast. Oh my, I love Alan Alda. I do too. And um, he had a couple of the MASH casts on. They were all together. And it was a great episode just listening to all their stories. But she's yeah, she's been yeah. working. You know, I mean, she looks like she took a good 20 year hiatus between a movie, but she was in some movie called Beach Movie in 1998. And then in 2019, she is in a movie called Play the Flute. But, you okay. know, she probably made some pretty decent money. Um, 
from Hollywood while she was doing it. Maybe hopefully she invested it wisely, you know, and who knows? she did an after school special. So maybe that's something to look into. I think everybody who's ever been on the love boat has done the ABC after school special. I saw that pop up anytime <laughs> I clicked on. Here's a weird I- thing. Yeah. So she played a character that is a combination of your name and, um, and Kim's name. She on murder. She wrote, she played Kim Mitchell. She paid Kim Mitchell. Yes. On murder, she wrote. Isn't that unsolved weird? Unsolved mysteries. Interesting. No, no, murder. Not an unsolved Mur- mysteries. Yeah, yeah, mur- oh yeah, murder. She wrote. Yeah, murder. Huh. She wrote uh, is a show I never watched. It was one of those um, things. Oh, and- my sister did. It, 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 that's the um, Angela Lansbury, right? Yeah, I like Angela Lansbury. I never got into that show. I think I had okay. been over TV at this point. I kind of walked away for a while. But here I am, I'm back. Yes, at Retro TV. Thank you for listening to Retro TV. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review. See you next time.